Good morning. We want to welcome you all to Boiling Springs Baptist Church this morning. We're excited that you're here and that you've decided to, to worship with us and join us this morning. We want to welcome our visitors here this morning who may be attending for the first time or, or may have, have come back after several times of visiting. We want to welcome you. and uh, After our service, we would invite you to uh, meet us in the back of the sanctuary. Uh, we would like for you to, to hook up with uh, a church member or a member of our staff, and we would love to give you more information about our church, uh, and, and we just welcome you to be here this morning. This morning, as we prepare for worship, we have a special guest speaker this morning. We want to welcome Larry Hovis, who is here with the uh, Cooperative Baptist Fellowship of North Carolina. So we welcome Larry here this morning. Uh, we also want to take notice of these flowers that are placed in the sanctuary this morning. Uh, these flowers are placed in memory of William Howington. Uh, they are placed here in the sanctuary this morning by his family, uh, and so we want to take notice of these flowers here in front of the sanctuary this morning. Speaking of flowers, as you may have come in here through the back of the sanctuary, uh, or if not, we would invite you to come and, and take a look at those after the service. There are flowers placed uh, in the back of our sanctuary this morning. Those flowers are placed uh, here this morning in honor of Heidi and Betsy and all of the work that they do in our church um, in honor of Administrative Professionals Day, which happened this past week, uh, we wanted to take this opportunity to thank them for all of the work that they do in our church. So Heidi and Betsy, we thank you very much. Just a few announcements regarding our schedule for this afternoon and for the upcoming week. Uh, this afternoon from 2 o'clock to 3.30, there will be a bridal shower for Caleb McFarland and Haley Champion uh, in the fellowship hall. And so we would invite you all to come uh, for that occasion this afternoon at beginning at 2 o'clock. Uh, also coming up uh, this afternoon at 5 o'clock, uh, we will continue in our spring spiritual growth session with Dr. Joseph Webb. Dr. Webb has led us in several sessions the past few weeks. Uh, he's leading us in a study entitled The Hidden World of Paul the Apostle. We will have a study tonight beginning at 5 o'clock in the fellowship hall, and then we will have our final study next Sunday with Dr. Webb at 5 o'clock. So we would invite you all to come back at 5 o'clock this evening and join Dr. Webb for that special study. Uh, we would also like to remember this week uh, our adults group who will be going to Fort Caswell tomorrow. Uh, we have several adults who will be leaving tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, and so we want to remember you all in our thoughts and our prayers this week. Uh, we pray for safe travels. We pray for a meaningful week at Fort Caswell this week. So we want to remember uh, that group as well. Uh, also, another announcement regarding uh, schedule this week is that this Thursday evening, as we begin to prepare for our summer here at Boiling Springs, there will be a Vacation Bible School teachers planning meeting in the fellowship hall this Thursday night, beginning at 530. I know there's been some confusion about the time of that meeting, but that meeting will take place at 530 this Thursday in the fellowship hall for anyone who is interested uh, or who has already signed up to help. Uh, teach this summer for VBS. Uh, we also, in the coming weeks, want to remember that Mother's Day is next Sunday. Uh, the youth have been selling roses for a little while now. Uh, these roses will be placed in the sanctuary next Sunday morning. Um, if you are interested in purchasing a rose, they're $5 a piece uh, for your mother or for a, a mother figure in your life. Um, 
If you would like to purchase one of those roses, today is the last day that we will be accepting that money. Um, You can uh, do so by using the insert in your bulletin, um, or please let a youth or myself know sometime today if you would like to purchase a rose. Uh, Also, next Sunday morning, we want to call attention to the fact that we will be having a parent-child dedication service uh, next Sunday. Um, If your child has not been dedicated to the church and you would like uh, for them to participate in that next Sunday morning, we would ask that you would call the church office this week uh, so that we can get you included in that special service next Sunday. One final announcement is that in two weeks uh, we will be having our Uh, graduate Sunday on May 15th for any seniors in high school that may be graduating or from college. Um, If you are interested in participating in that day, there will be a special recognition during the service and also a lunch in the fellowship hall immediately following the service. Uh, If you're interested in participating in that service as a graduate, we would like for you to call the church office um, sometime this week or as soon as you can. At this time, I think Keith is going to come up and introduce our guest speaker a little more, and we are so glad that you are here to worship with us this morning. Good morning, church. You know, there are some speakers that need no introduction. Sometimes they've been uh, told that what they've needed was a conclusion. Larry is not one of those speakers. Um, Larry, um, you would be delighted to hear him this morning, but Larry and I go back several years when I was pastor at First Baptist Rural Hall in northern Forsyth County. Uh, We formed a great relationship then and uh, also did with many of the staff at Cooperative Baptist Fellowship in North Carolina. And um, I have seen firsthand the many uh, tentacles, the many uh, strings that go out from the ministries of CBF, both globally and one of my former students, one of my former students, one of my former classmates at Gardner-Webb, who we we were referencing this morning, Michelle Norman, uh, is over in uh, Madrid, Spain, serving as a missionary through the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. Uh, but there are many other great ministries and great partnerships that we have through um, the CBF of North Carolina. Larry spent many years as pastor at the Memorial Baptist Church in Greenville, North Carolina, and also at First Baptist Church Moxville, which is just outside, not too far outside of uh, Winston-Salem. And so, Larry, we are delighted that you are here today. I have uh, enjoyed not only the professional relationship, but also the personal friendship as well. And uh, I encourage each of you to stop by and and shake his hand and speak with him following our service today. But Larry, we're glad that you're here today, and uh, this pulpit is yours today. So welcome. Glad you're here.
had a thousand tongues to sing, it wouldn't be enough to sing the praise that we have for our, our Savior this morning. Please stand as we sing hymn number 216, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Please stand. see what's in my basket spotted it right quick didn't you it is so good to see all you guys this morning and you know it was even though we had thunder it was nice to see the rain this morning wasn't it now somebody will have to get out and mow the grass real soon but I have something in my basket what is it Kisses. Kisses. Do you like to get kisses? What goes along with kisses sometimes? Hugs. 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 Thank you. We all like to get hugs, don't we? What? Sometimes we get a bear hug. Somebody just holds on real tight, just squeezes your innards out. Sometimes we get those little sweet hugs. Sometimes we get hugs when we don't feel good, don't we? Well, there's a person in our life that doesn't ever get a hug. Do you know who that is? God. God never gets a hug. But do we have God in our heart? We do. See, when we have God in our heart, God wants us to do special things. Now, I want to read to you a verse. Hold on. See, I have a special person that I get a hug from almost every day. She needs a special hugs. Luke 4 says, Jesus answered, it is written, Worship the Lord your God. 
He is the only one you should serve. How do we serve God? We pray, but when we come to church in the morning, that's serving God because we've come to worship. When I give Georgia a hug, I'm giving God a hug. Do you know why? Because I love Georgia. When I give you a hug this in church, I love you too. That's the way we give God a hug. Because we can't mail it. We can't touch him. But he's in our heart every single day. So just remember, when you give a hug to a friend who doesn't feel good, to your mom or your dad, a person at school that may not be feeling good, and you give them a hug, then you're sharing your love and you're sending a love of hugs to God and to Jesus. Now, before we pray, I want to remind you of something. What is next Sunday? Mother's Day. And who better to need a hug than our moms, right? Well, you know, Sunday mornings sometimes get a little busy, don't they? Well, next Sunday morning, I want you to get up bright and early and be ready and bring your mom to church with you at 9.30 for muffins and juice and coffee and a special morning just with your mom. Can you remember to do that? All right. I hope to see every one of you with your moms here. Okay? When Isaac Watts wrote the words to our next hymn, he was imagining a time when Jesus would be known and worshipped throughout the world. Today, Christians in every time zone around the world are worshiping together, and much work is being done to spread the good news of Jesus by organizations like the CBF and the SBC and many others. As we celebrate that work that is being done around the world, let's also think about what we as individuals and what we as a congregation can do to share Jesus' love right here in Boiling Springs. Please stand as we sing hymn number 587, Jesus Shall Reign. Jesus shall 
before I pray this morning, I would like to make you aware we have a little child that's two and a half in our child care center by the name of Stephen Garrett, who is in the hospital this morning for RSV and pneumonia, and they're doing other tests. And so please be mindful of this little guy. His name is, again, is Stephen Garrett. He's two and a half and in our child care. Uh, please be mindful of him this morning. As I mentioned earlier, um, we have many ministry partners. I said this last week as well. And um, the annual report that is, this is a little, just a short little brochure that is at each exit, both in the lobby and over here to my right and left. You can pick one of these up on the way out, and it's a great summary of the missions and the ministries and the things that uh, CBF are involved in, not only here in our state, but around the world today. We are glad that you're here. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, we're grateful for another opportunity to gather as your people, the gathered church. Father, in just a few moments, we will scatter and become the scattered church. And Lord, as we are here today and now in this moment as the gathered church, we pray that you would fill us. We pray that you would inspire us, that you would challenge us, but Lord, that you would also convict us as well. Many different things can happen in the course of a week. There are some in here today that have learned that, um, Lord, of, of, of some tests that need to be run. There are some in here today that have learned some new news this week in relation to family members. And uh, Lord, some in here this week that are now praying for direction about jobs and about schooling and about um, just the course that their life should take over the next several months and years ahead. Lord, I pray today that you would meet each one in this place at the point of their need. If that need be encouragement, if that need be uh, conviction, if that need be direction, I pray that you would meet each one here today, again, at the point of their need. Father, we love you. It is our desire to worship you, for you to receive the honor and the glory that you so deserve. Speak to each heart in the way that it needs to be spoken to today. And Father, when we leave this place, may we say it's good to have been in your house. Bless this little one, Stephen, who is in the hospital this morning. We pray for your healing touch on his life. We pray for doctors and nurses that are providing care for this little one, Lord, that you would help them to know what would be best. But ultimately, we pray for your hand on his life. Lord, we love you. We thank you for each one here in this place today. In Jesus' name, all of God's people said, amen. Please turn to page 48 and stand as we continue to praise God together, singing, Morning Has Broken. Hymn number 48.
Let's pray. Father, as we approach your throne this morning, we thank you for your grace, for your mercy, for your forgiveness, for the many ways, Father, you have guided and helped us through life. We thank you for so many blessings, Father, so many we're not even aware of. Father, we're so richly blessed. Father, as we now give, help us remember that you do call us to be stewards. Help us to know the joy that comes from giving, knowing that you will bless what we do in ways that we may never see. Father, help us to live for thee. Help us to live so that others will see reasons for the joy and hope that you provide in our lives. And Father, when we fail, forgive us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
I'll be reading Luke 4, verses 16 through 21, and from the English Standard Version. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in, in your hearing. Before the choir sings this morning, I'd like to take a moment to thank Lana Henkel for the wonderful job that she's done with the Handbell Choir this year. Uh, Lana will be the Minister of Music at Lattimore Baptist starting next week, is that correct? Yes. And um, she and her family have been a wonderful asset to the music here at the church. They've been almost half the orchestra. And just take a moment to thank her. miss you and best of luck. God bless.
Amen. Kind of get your toes to tapping, doesn't it? Thank you, choir, and thank you, church, for the wonderful worship that we've shared this morning. Thank you, Pastor, for the invitation to be here today. As Keith said, uh, we go back a ways. We've been able to work together in several capacities, and I am so delighted that you had the wisdom to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit and call this man as your pastor. I know you have a rich future together as pastor and people. Thank you also for your partnership and your support of CBF, both here in North Carolina, around the nation, and, and really around the world through our global missions field personnel, our missionary force. We had a chance to meet with a couple classes this morning in Sunday school and began to think about all the different ways that Boiling Springs Baptist Church is connected to our CBF family, and it seems like it really kind of revolves around two ways. Um, one, just all the many connections we have with Gardner-Webb University and the Divinity School with faculty and students and so many others, including your own Alan Newcomb, who was one of our Lolly scholars. We're really proud of him, and, and that's, a, that's a high honor to be in that category. And I've known Alan since he was uh, a whole lot younger. And, uh, and I was just amazed to see you up here, Alan, how articulate you are to you know, leading those announcements and leading the church in worship. And boy, that is just gratifying to see, not that you weren't a good kid already, but to be able to see how far you've come. And we're just so proud of you. We really, really are. We also talked this morning about how many of the missionaries uh, uh, have strong connections with Gardner-Webb. I think of uh, you know, of course, not only Cecilia Beck right here in your own county, but people like Matt and Michelle Norman, who, who uh, Keith mentioned, and LeCount and Anna Anderson, and Don and Janet Pittman, and I know I'm going to leave several others out, but in any event, a lot of connections because of all the wonderful relationships we share in our CBF family. So thank you. Thank you so much for your partnership in so many ways, and I pray that that partnership may grow and strengthen in the years to come. Would you pray with me, please? For the rain that fell last night, O oh God, we give you thanks. Just as it nourishes the earth, so may we be nourished by your Holy Spirit through your word. Speak to us again this day of what it means for us to work together to be on mission for you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I don't know if you remember it or not because it's been several years ago, but at one time there was an interesting inspirational slogan that was used to inspire people from all walks of life. That slogan was called the power of one. It's a simple yet profound concept. It's the idea that one person giving one hour or contributing one dollar or writing one letter or helping one other person can truly make a difference in the world. We Christians believe in the power of one. One person's life forever divided history into B.C. and A.D. One man's life, death, and resurrection made an eternal difference for all who trust their lives to him. We Baptists believe in the power of one. We emphasize the necessity of everyone professing faith for him or herself. We believe in coming alone as individuals before God's throne of grace. No salvation by proxy. We also stress the power of one congregation 
No popes or bishops or councils or conventions have authority over the congregation. We are self-governing churches responsible for determining our own faith and practice under the leadership of our one Lord. But the power of one, as powerful a concept as it is, is really only half of the equation. For Christians, including we Baptist Christians, also believe in the power of we It's the other side of this powerful coin. God created and saved us as individuals to be in community. I may come to the garden alone, but we are marching to Zion. A Christian without a church family is an orphan. God's mission is plural, not singular. We'll work till Jesus comes, but we've got to work together to access the power of we. It reminds me of a story I heard about two workers at a warehouse who were trying to move a large crate. Stationed on opposite sides of the crate, it was halfway in and halfway out of the main entrance to the warehouse. They'd been struggling, huffing and puffing, heaving and straining to move that heavy crate for half an hour, but they just weren't able to make any progress. Finally, in exasperation, one of the men said, It's no use. This is hopeless. No matter how hard we try, we just can't seem to move this crate into that warehouse. To which the other guy replied, Into the warehouse? I thought we were trying to move it out of the warehouse. When you have a job to do, especially if that job involves more than one person, like this choir behind me, cooperation is essential. Cooperation is a biblical concept. Throughout the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments, God calls his people to cooperate with him and with one another to carry out his work, his mission. Effective cooperation is based on three important factors, purpose, process, and partnership. To begin with, effective cooperation must have a purpose. Without purpose, there is no real need for cooperation. Those two workers weren't clear about their purpose. In fact, you might say they were working at cross purposes. They may have thought they were cooperating with each other when in reality they were opposing one another. So the first step in cooperation is agreement on purpose. We Christians have another word for purpose we sometimes use. It's the word mission. Our mission is what binds us together. The greatest and best-known mission statement is found in the Bible, and it's one we hear so often that we often take it for granted. But we need to hear it so much that it becomes simply part of our nature. It's Jesus' great commission found at the conclusion of the Gospel according to Matthew. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, and I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Well, it was three years before that, as Jesus began his earthly ministry, that Jesus was very clear on his purpose or his mission. When Jesus preached his very first recorded sermon In his hometown of Nazareth, he stated his mission. 
is right out of the Bible, straight from the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has proclaimed me, he has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus' mission, according to his own words, involved meeting people's needs. His, miss, his, mess, his mission was to preach good news to those in poverty. His mission was to tell captives there's a way out of their prison. His mission was to help the blind see with new eyes. His mission was to bring freedom to prisoners in all kinds of chains. His mission was to announce that the Lord is coming and the time is now. Well, friends, Jesus' mission is our mission. Jesus' purpose is our purpose. We are called to share his message of salvation, literally wholeness. Jesus saves us by taking all of those alienated, disjointed parts of our lives and bringing them back together again. He makes whole our relationships to God and others and self. Jesus' mission, our mission, is holistic. It relates to the whole person. Jesus not only forgave people of their sins, but he also healed them of their diseases and infirmities. So yes, cooperation requires a common purpose. But that's only the beginning. Because cooperation also requires a process, the second important factor. We have a story to tell the nations, but how are we to tell it? Well, this idea that God's people are called to be on mission, sharing the love and word of God in as many ways as possible to the ends of the earth is not a new idea. It's as old as the message of the Bible. But the modern world missions movement among Protestants goes back to the 18th century, a little over 200 years ago. And the Baptist missions enterprise began for us among the British Baptists in the person of William Carey. Carey was converted at the age of 21. He was baptized into a Baptist church. He soon felt the call to preach and then to share the gospel in India. And though there was tremendous resistance to the idea at the time, yes, we Baptists were not always in favor of missions. The Baptist Mission Society was eventually formed, and in 1793, they sent Carey to India. The work was slow and difficult. It involved translating the scriptures into the native languages of the people. It took seven years before the first Indian was converted and baptized, but the Baptist Missions Enterprise had begun. Here in America, names like Luther Rice and Adoniram and Ann Judson are associated with Baptist missions. Many factors can be contributed to the success of Baptist missions and to the zeal with which Baptists have pursued missions during these last 200 plus years. These factors include our love for the scriptures, our insistence that salvation requires a personal relationship with God through Christ, our understanding that every believer is a priest with the responsibility to bear witness to our faith, and our conviction that Christ died for all people, both those across the street and those across the oceans. The process 
of cooperating for missions has taken many different forms for us Baptists. The front lines of our mission is the local church where we worship God, share fellowship with other believers, educate our children and one another in God's word, and organize ourselves for ministry in the world. But a local church, even a very large one, is very limited in the scope of its mission. That's why several churches cooperating together on mission can do much more than any single church. And that is why historically Baptist churches have developed various ways to work together in Christian mission, to exercise the power of we, including associations and mission societies and conventions. We are very familiar with that convention model. It served us very well for a certain period in our history. But now in the second decade of a new century, we are experiencing a shift from that convention paradigm to something new, what I call a partnership paradigm. You see, we live in a global village. The whole world is now our neighborhood. The whole world is coming to us, and we have the ability to go into the whole world, every one of us. The mission field of the local church knows no boundaries. The value of cooperating for missions is as strong as ever, but the way we express that value is changing. In this new partnership paradigm, the local church will no longer be seen as a franchise of denominational headquarters. No, because now the local church is denominational headquarters. This partnership paradigm is built into the spiritual and organizational DNA of Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. I could spend hours giving you examples to illustrate how CBF is living out this partnership paradigm, but I'm going to name just a few this morning. Basically, our collective efforts in Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, that is both national and states together, to pursue God's mission falls into three broad areas. Global missions, leadership development, and congregational resourcing. The largest single financial expenditure for our fellowship is global missions. We have field personnel or missionaries all around the world who are striving to be the presence of Christ with the least evangelized, most marginalized, most neglected peoples in the world. These field personnel both serve on our behalf in places we can't visit, and they prepare the way for us to work alongside them in places we can visit. The second largest financial expenditure in our partnership efforts is around leadership development, particularly around theological education. CBF doesn't own and operate seminaries, but we do partner with a vast network of theological schools around the, around the country, four of which are right here in North Carolina, including your own Gardner-Webb. The third focus of our partnership is resourcing congregations to help form faith and develop disciples of all ages. We do this through producing resources and curriculum, both print and online, sometimes on our own, sometimes in partnership with others. But we also accomplish this goal through training events for teachers and deacons and church leaders, as well as faith development experiences such as retreats and conferences and workshops for children and youth and college students and adults. All three of these ministry areas are critical if we're going to faithfully participate in God's mission in the world. Think about the process with me for a moment. 
Congregations such as Boiling Springs Baptist strive to bring persons to Christ and help them grow as disciples. In order for that to happen, congregations need leaders to facilitate these ministries. As we grow in faith, the Holy Spirit gives us a hunger to share the mercy, love, and grace of God in our communities and around the world. Some then are called to leave home and travel to other places in the world to be the presence of Christ and share His love either on a short-term basis or as their career. All of this requires a system a partnership network to nurture and encourage every aspect of the process. It's like a three-legged stool. Each leg is necessary. Without any one of them, then the stool won't fulfill the function for which it was designed. Not only are all three ministry areas necessary, but so are all of the components of this partnership network. Local congregations such as Boiling Springs, State fellowships like CBFNC, National CBF, and our ministry partners both in North Carolina and around the world. Mark and Kim Wyatt are North Carolinians who serve as CBF missionaries or field personnel. In fact, their son, John Mark, is a student right here at Gardner-Webb. Mark and Kim and their family for many years lived in Canada and their ministry there was to try to minister to the refugees from all over the world that have fled to that country to escape persecution or to seek a better life. The Wyatts assisted and equipped congregations, Canadian Baptist congregations, to provide a ministry of hospitality to those refugees who have located in cities like Toronto, Ottawa, in Montreal. They would provide them with housing, food, language classes, job placement services, and a variety of other services. And as they would meet these physical and emotional and social needs, usually eventually the refugees would ask them, why are you doing this for me and my family? And then the Wyatts and the other Christians who were, are involved in these ministries would tell them that they are able to love them because we have first been loved by Jesus. And then they would proceed to tell them how they could have the love of Christ now and for all eternity. Well, I'm pleased to announce that now the Wyatts are back home here in North Carolina. They're located in Raleigh, helping Baptist churches here in our state to do the very same thing. And all this has happened because Christians in North America are cooperating together to follow the commands of Jesus, to welcome the stranger, to give them a new life in a new home, a life that is both abundant and eternal. Baptists believe in the power of one one confident soul standing before the Lord, one autonomous congregation determining its own faith and practice. But Baptists also believe in the power of we, individual Christians and churches and mission agencies partnering together in voluntary, non-coercive ways to accomplish far more together than we ever could alone. Cooperative Baptist Fellowship is grateful to partner with Boiling Springs Baptist Church, 
to be on mission together from Cleveland County to the ends of the earth. It's a partnership that will enable us all to maintain our spiritual integrity, to live out our biblical convictions, and together to find our own unique place to participate in God's great mission in the world. Let us pray. We thank you, God, for your call in our lives. And we thank you that we have an opportunity, in fact, a responsibility to live out that calling in cooperation with you and one another. Help us this day to see how we can be more faithful and effective in working together to follow you into all the earth, to share your love through your son Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Our hymn of commitment this morning is number 486, Lord, Here Am I. Your pastor will be standing down front to receive those making decisions, public decisions about your relationship with Christ and this wonderful church. Today is the day of salvation for someone. Today is the day that can be a new beginning for another. Today is the day in which God is calling each of us to recommit our lives to him. Let's express that to him and to one another as we sing and respond in faith. Stand. You may be seated for just one quick moment. Uh, I want to thank Larry and his wife, Kim, 
for being with us today. And in just a moment, they will be with me in the lobby and would love for you to come by and speak with them and thank them for being here today. But Larry, thank you for reminding us of the power of we. Uh, there's a lot of things that you and I can do individually. I want you to know that. But the things that we can do together far outweigh the things that we could ever do by ourselves. And so let's always be mindful of that as a church. Uh, Roger mentioned earlier, Roger Lowe mentioned earlier about Atlanta Hinkle. And Atlanta, I'd like to ask you to come down here if that's okay with you. Um, I'd like to say just a special prayer. You know, a few months ago, I'd love to be doing this periodically uh, with sending people out. Uh, you know, a few months ago, we sent out Ari Bottoms. Is, he's now the youth minister in our community. And Lana is going out to serve as, uh, is the title, Minister of Music at, at Lattimore Baptist, just across 74 from us. And so this is a big loss for our church. Lana, we, we want you to know that. And Russ and Jeremy and Jonathan, uh, you will be greatly missed. And I understand, I think the boys will continue to come on Wednesdays, but the family will be with you on Sunday mornings. And so we will certainly miss you. But come over here. And uh, I just want to say a prayer for you and, and blessing on your time at Lattimore. Okay. Father, we're, we're so thankful for Lana. We ask today... Uh, for your blessing on her life and her new ministry at Lattimore. Lord, new relationships, new congregation, and, and new service to you. Father, we're grateful for the musical gifts that you've given her and those that she has led here at Boiling Springs with handbells and many other ways with orchestra and uh, for, for what they mean to this church. So, Father, bless them now as they go. Father, may they go with, uh, Lord, filled with the Spirit, and Lord, uh, go with this mission mindset and the power of what we can do together. Uh, as we have heard today. But Lord, bless Lana and bless her family now in this time of transition. We thank you for this family and ask for your blessing on them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lana. We wish you well. The choir is going to have our benediction today, and I'm going to ask Larry to join me and Kim in the, uh, in the back there. Uh, but we're glad that you're here today, and now let's uh, conclude the service. Uh -huh.